Oravan Pesa, the Squirrel's Nest Podcast. A gatherer of voices, a place to incubate and disseminate critical ideas. If the heartbeat stops, then that's it. So that means that there is no life if there isn't rhythm. And then once you write, if there isn't a pulse. But it will be exploration, maybe a little bit of storm. <laughs> and of course, you're looking at like 20 online faces moving in their homes. And how can you be friend with someone? <laughs> like if there is no chance to... Isn't it ironic that you have to get out of your country to then study? That lovelessness is more common than love. That many of us are not sure what we mean when yeah, we talk of love or how to express that you love. When you're actually documenting something, Sharing even if it's just for yourself. Search for his identity. They need time to trust you. They, they need to validate the fact that you're being honest with them. I deal with love that from they can rely on. I stand in love. I don't fall in love. Oh, A broken femur that has healed is evidence that someone has taken time to stay with the one who fell, has bound up the wound, has carried the person. What do you do when the culture is difficult to break into? It's difficult to embrace. What happens? Kind then? of come on that you have this sense of life, just some part of you will stay here. Mm. These are conversations around contemporary issues and the ways knowledge and practice intertwine with puzzling everyday dilemmas. We want to deeply listen to insights of people, be they art, design, or science practitioners, and their unique ways of searching for answers. Our dialogues happen in Alt University inside Ariel Bustamante's sound sculpture, The Conversation Room, and they follow through with the core idea of his artwork, to ask, why do we do the things we do? The second season of The Squirrel's Nest features podcast episodes developed by master students across Alto. It was organized by Maria Villa in UAS with the support of Camilo Sanchez from Media Lab when a group came together in 2022 to develop Bustamante's question in new directions. As the author Arthur Rimbaud wrote, As we know, love needs reinventing. A season in hell, hallucinations one. Love is the permission to just be. Love is not a roof over your head or food on the table. Love is feeling like that roof is home. Love is the table you want to sit at. So many of us grew up believing that love is fulfilling others' expectations. Love is the space for detours and fumbling and... Love is the commitment to the practice of undoing, unburdening, unraveling. Notes on love. Because we don't have to go with the person to talk about love. We talk about love by sharing. Love is tender, messy risk you take, a safe space Accepting people well, as they are. Exist, Home, do not easy, takes work, doesn't take you for granted, showing vulnerability, acceptance, I compassion. Try to be more soft and mild. Yeah, love is the answer. As Bell Hooks has written in her book, All About Love, taught to believe that the mind, not the heart, is the seat of learning. 
Many of us believe that to speak of love with any emotional intensity means we will be perceived as weak and irrational. And it is especially hard to speak of love when what we have to say calls attention to the fact that lovelessness is more common than love, that many of us are not sure what we mean when we talk of love or how to express love. We have three guests in our podcast. Could you introduce yourself? My name is Waterhouse Lion. I'm from Jamaica, from Kingston, Jamaica. So we can start. I start my Rasta tradition when I was very young, at the age of yeah, 16. Mm-hmm. It's one love for me from the heart. Mm-hmm. The love is coming from the heart. Mm-hmm. I speak it from the mouth, but it's coming from the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My name is Zoe and I'm, a, I'm from Russia and I live in Finland for quite some time. I'm a second year design student at Aalto University. And um, yeah, that's, that's shortly about me. I think it's a feeling. Yeah. It's just the feeling inside of you. But I would love to imagine that love is an energy, like a flow. Hi, my name is Dina. I'm a second year design student in Alta. I come from Ukraine. Love in a form of care and not just care, which is like them doing something for me to unconditional, like unconditional love. It's just the feeling to the way parents talk to kid or interact with kid, like hug and playfulness and tenderness through this kind of attitude. Mina Salami writes in her book, Sensuous Knowledge. According to the black feminist sociologist Patricia Hill Collins, the psychological effect of sharing the impacts of classism, sexism and racism mark black and African women's lives around the world with a unique tendency that she refers to as an ethics of caring. Founded upon three pillars, the ethics of caring includes first, the value placed on individual expression, second, the value of emotions, and third, the capacity for empathy. Hill Collins argues that African humanist and feminist principles influence black women's way of knowing. Access to both Afrocentric and feminist standpoints distinguishes black feminism from white feminism, not because the latter does not emphasize women's creative expression, but because it doesn't validate it as a way of knowing. What did you learn from your mother? I learn how to love. I, I thought and from that, yes, I grew up yeah. with that love because yeah. my mother usually teach me that. First thing she told me that, look, you have a lot of sister, 
and never you ever hurt none of your sister, never you hurt any woman. Mm. Don't let a woman cry. I said, why would I? He said, then, then she's, you know, so all these things. And always care for somebody when them feeling down, like if you, if you feel sad or you, something upset you, and if I can give comfort. Always you should be there to comfort your sister or any woman you have in your life or anywhere you go and you see a woman who cry. Ask, what is the problem? What can I do to help you? And whatsoever she said, if she's not afraid of you and she have no reason to afraid, hug her, give her comfort. And you don't need to have, you don't want nothing from her. I can sleep with a woman, I don't need to have sex with you. I just want to comfort you, hug you. You feel like you feel energy and warmness. Recently, because I was sick with COVID, my friend gave me a package and she made handmade dumplings for me. And then she also baked me a brownie and she put my favorite chocolate in there and also a letter. And um, I was crying because uh, it's just um, unbelievable how people sometimes can put so much effort and this kind of things, they just really melt your heart. and. Uh, I'm really happy to have my friends and I really get a lot of support and love from them. My friends in childhood were like my second family and I think that's why friends in my life are so important because I always found understanding and support from my friends. When we can see ourselves as we truly are and accept ourselves, we build the necessary foundation for self-love. Whether we learn how to love ourselves and others will depend on the presence of a loving environment. Self-love cannot flourish in isolation. Bell Hooks, all about love, Young would teach me how I have to live mm -hmm. in Babylon, mm -hmm. which is keep loving people, don't hurt no one, love yourself, take care of yourself, respect yourself, mm -hmm. and show all the things what I have to do for myself, and then from there I can share it with others. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't have love for yourself, if you don't care for yourself, if you don't treat yourself nice, you're hungry all the time, you will never love no one, you will always hunger with other people. Because the hungerness is inside of you. There's no love, only hungerness. Mm -hmm. So we have to get out that first out of us before I can open up to deal with people. You have to work on your whole self, your body and mind, soul, you know. Mm -hmm. Everything coming from you, mm -hmm. then you can give it out. Ira Bog has written about care as the basis of human interaction. Years ago, anthropologist Margaret Mead was asked by a student what she considered to be the first sign of civilization in a culture. The student expected Mead to talk about fish hooks or clay pots or grinding stones. 
but no. Mead said that the first sign of civilization in an ancient culture was a femur thigh bone that had been broken and then healed. Mead explained that in the animal kingdom, if you break your leg, you die. You cannot run from danger. Get to the river for a drink or hunt for food. You are meat for prowling beasts. No animal survives a broken leg long enough for the bone to heal. A broken femur that has healed is evidence that someone has taken time to stay with the one who fell, has bound up the wound, has carried the person to safety and has tended the person through recovery. Helping someone else through difficulty is where civilization starts, Mead said. We are at our best when we serve others. Of course, this is a first world country compared to Jamaica as third world. But we try very hard to let the community, you know, run underneath certain vibes that it's good. And the vibes, what I'm talking about, not violence vibes in some community. We also clean the community, like street, sweep the street, paint. We do a lot of volunteer work for the community. Yeah. So you don't need to ask the government for pay. The government provide the material and people in the community clean up the community and paint the community. In my dreams, <laughs> in my wild dreams, I live like in a polyamorous family and I'm like helping, taking care of babies of, I don't know, of, of, of my friend, you know, and it's just like all community and everything. I'm a bit of a hippie, I'm sorry. I don't know where it comes from, but there is almost this, oh, if I have a family, it would be so annoying to live with someone else. Mm. I, I want to be by my own. Yeah. It's bad to think, oh, but you know what? Yeah. I would share a secret. Yes, I, would, I would not want to live with my parents. Never. I love them. I respect them. But I can maximum spend with them like a week. That's my maximum. <laughs> <laughs> then like some like really hot arguments would start and some problems. So in that sense, it's interesting. So I'm saying, like, I want this community. Meanwhile, I don't really want to be that close with my parents. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm very worried about my family and my, uh, my parents. I have been feeling love to them and thinking about them more often than in my normal daily life before or yeah hope is what there is left to to us i keep in contact with my parents with my mom in the east of ukraine with my father in the middle uh, ukraine and i just I don't read news as much as I did it in the beginning of war because there is a 
limit I can handle. So now I'm just hoping that I just like hope that there they will be safe. There can be no love without justice. Abuse and neglect negate love, care and affirmation. The opposite of abuse and humiliation are the foundation of love. All about love. Honestly, I have no idea because I don't live there years and years and I don't consider myself as Russian anymore. Um, and I know that there is lots of this anti, like, uh, homophobic movements, but I also know that there were, uh, there were, uh, gays and lesbians always. Yes. It's because they're not explicit. They're just, um, hiding and, um, cannot show themselves, which is, of course, very sad, but they were always there and... Like, in my school, I was in love with the girl, and uh, we were, like, holding hands and hugging, like, even in the school, and no one said ever anything to us, which is very liberating, to be honest. Uh, but, of course, we, like, we wouldn't, you know, uh, French kiss each other in public, mm. not because it's uh, forbidden, but because this is something intimate, you know, and the good to at home. So in Russia, there is this that people just maybe normally, especially if they are not hetero, then they would just do all the nice things uh, hidden from the public, let's say. It's just Russia, it's just everything is upside down there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Before I was Christian, and I was a bit uh, close to yeah, explore myself, mm-hmm. and um, I was quite young also. And now I'm just more free, and I'm uh, now agnostic. And I discovered by analyzing my past that I'm polyamorous also. Mm-hmm. So I was quite open to meet people who are okay with open relationship and uh, I was exploring my sexuality as well which uh, which kind of brought me to meeting people that I would never meet otherwise so I had lots of adventures and I tried many things and um, and the funny thing is that I, I because it was so new for me I jumped into it and I was so excited and, and then I completely burned out, out from dating <laughs> I didn't know it's even possible to get burned out kind of now have this um, state of mind that I'm finally very calm about it and in fact I would encourage my partner to enjoy their time if they cannot like spend time with me. So 
in that sense, I think polyamory is a lot about um, sexuality as well. Yes. Not, and maybe not about like which genders you are attracted to, but I mean how sexuality and how you express it and how fine you are. Yeah. But of course, in some relationship, there is like there are uh, sexual people, mm. and um, yeah, I mean I'm not talking about that, but mm. yeah, just from my from my experience. Compassion. Okay, compassion. Yeah, that's that was the word I was thinking about. Mm. The term compassion was coined and defined in the early 1990s by the Kerista community, a San Francisco-based polyamorous group that has since disbanded. As the feeling of taking joy in the joy that others you love share among themselves in the context of consensually non-monogamous romantic and sexual relationships, compersion refers to the empathetic feeling of joy one experiences when their partner takes pleasure from another relationship. Thus, compersion can be thought of as the opposite of jealousy and possessiveness. And I just think that love to a friend is not much different than a love to your partner because like the difference is that with partner if you are sexually attracted then you will just have some something sexual and with friend you just love your friend without this sexuality aspect so I just believe that maybe like even like all basically all interactions all relationships in our life they can be filled with love like you can even well of course uh, it's not that easy to love people you don't know mm -hmm. like uh, so maybe there is no love like to a strangers or um, to maybe co-workers with whom you never talk but i guess as soon as you start to develop some kind of relationship and some kind of attachment there can already like some kind of love awoke so but this is just maybe how i see it for myself and it's not necessary for anyone to see it this way yeah. it's just how i see it if i said to you i'm coming to make food for you i'm making food with love mm -hmm. and when you eat that food you f that food will fill your belly because you're getting full belly of love mm -hmm. lovely is, yeah which is the food and if I come to talk with you, just as what we are doing right now, is love we are giving each other. Each one teach one. Yes. So you teach me something, is love you're giving me. You teach me something, I teach you. We teach each other, then we learn from each other. Then is a whole, you know, love you're sharing there. I don't want to cut my hair, I have my hair, it's my identity. But the love what you're talking about, our love is a universal love, mean one love. We give our love to people who we want to share our love with. And, and when I say share our love, with, just as what I said, we comfort you, we talk to you, 
we cook together, we can sleep together, we can, uh, and not only one person, because how I love, universal love means you love all people. You understand? It's nothing towards like sex, all people. That, that is not the love I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about the universal of comfort, mm. sharing. Caring. Caring. Yes. Talk to you, things like that. I invite you to my place, you invite me to my place, we eat, we drink, we move on to another place together, meet other people and give that beautiful love from the heart. I'm not a person who in love with no one or fall in love with no one. Because those two words are not something what I believe into. Oh, you're falling in love. I love from the heart. Yeah. I deal with love from the heart. Yes. I stand in love. I don't fall in love. Oh, that's interesting. Words. Okay. You, you I, stand I, in I love. I stand in love. I don't fall in love. Mm, I am not in love because when you're in love, you break your heart. Because it's a feeling, and I feel like words are not enough to describe. I would say it's a feeling in, like, somewhere in the chest, between the belly and the chest. If we, if talking about like physical sensation, and it's kind of bittersweet to me. Yeah. What does bitter sweet bitter? Like I don't know. Like a bit sad, a bit. Um, oh. It's happy, but it's not. But even the happiness itself is not always like purely uh, positive. I feel like any strong feeling has this kind of sadness in it. Uh, a feeling that this is like a moment and it will uh, mm. go away. Mm. Uh, it's not forever. <laughs> if to imagine what's happening inside of me when I feel love, it would be um, like a, a big warm ocean and it's very warm like the water is just so warm and you are floating on top of the surface with your absolutely relaxed and you know that there is endless depth under you but you're not scared because you are just kind of being hugged into it and you in fact would be uh, curious to get to know what's there what's in this depth this is how I feel, calm and uh, like calm, but also knowing that it will not be just peace all the time, but it will be exploration, maybe a little bit of storm, <laughs> but still, it's um, 
this like at least the body feels quite good and warm when when, when let's say when there are the, like the good moments and um, you feel not alone not maybe you feel understood you feel that this way that you see the world has been like someone kind of peeked through your eyes or someone allowed you to peek through their eyes on this world Thank you very much to our guest, Zoe, Tina, and Lion for sharing your thoughts on love. Also, thank you to Long and Anna Maripoca, Christine Gamila Phyllis, and our teachers, Maria Villa Lacacha and Camilo Sanchez, for supporting us. Thank you to our listeners. This was Notes on Love. Sincerely, your host, Jihye and Heta. Squirrel's Nest second season in 2022 is possible thanks to UWAS, the university-wide art studies. All our gratitude goes to Ariel Ustamante for welcoming this project into the conversation room and all the support he provided us along the way. Original concept and curatorial projects from Maria Villa. Technical and audio design support by Camilo Sanchez. Mastering by Pasi Pelconen at Aldo Studios. This project features research, sound design and original work from Aino Kostiainen, Aino Nina Sarikowski, Jana Surilova, Eta Maria Pilervi, Jana Puflerova, Ihai Kim, Marius Agustin, and Vilis Suromskis.